This is Lainey Lennertz, and this week I've been a huge bitch. I really don't care. I can't remember what I've done from one moment to the next. I have no idea what'll happen next. And DJ Khaled's wife is not a piece of meat. She's somebody who's very deprived of affection from the people who are closest to her. Do they have children together and he still doesn't eat it? That's insane. You don't even make the party fun. What kind of party is it where nobody's eating snatch? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of... They're like, oh, we're going to have cocktail weenies, but nobody get down and dirty in the hot tub. Like, that's why they put so much chemical in there so that everybody can fuck in there. Hugh Hefner taught us all that. Na 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 Eat pussy. Woo! <laughs> It's me. I'm Lainey. This is happening. I'm talking about it. Everybody's fine. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So I was talking about how it coincides with uh, my artistic output coincides with my mental health, which is um, a dangerous game because I have this thing planted in my head that uh, if my, you know, my therapist sometimes is like, well, what will make you happy? Like, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, what will make you happy? Like, what if you were an overnight paramedic and things like that? And I'm like, what if I have a show to do, bitch? But I'm also sad all the time and it's not her fault. So um, she's kind of right. So I'm like, well, maybe she is right. And then I'm like, well, maybe do I need to be a college professor or like a horse trainer or something more secure, you know, something with like, what can I even do with my life? That's the thing that I think most people my age are having an issue with. It's like they go to college um, and then they either have trained for something that makes enough money that they continue doing that with little deviation throughout the rest of their life or they're just fucked and they're like, what do I do? I'm for sure not going to be able to buy a house, not unless, you know, my significant other is like an accountant um, or a web developer uh, let's see, what are the safe professions? It's like accountant, web developer, um, robbery. That's a safe profession. You got money there. You got uh, a long, longitude. That's not a good word. Uh, you know, but let, everywhere you go, every single day, there's a bunch of people who like, how are they living on that much money? Like, do you ever go to a 7-Eleven? What the fuck are they doing with that money? One time, this is my best 7-Eleven experience in the city of Chicago, which is that one time I was... Um, this was when I was having a complete mental breakdown and um, I was going to a 7-Eleven, I think, to get cigarettes. And I quit, by the way, I quit smoking about four months ago and I have never wanted to smoke a cigarette more in my life. It's so much harder than when I quit drinking and I do not know why that is. It's like, I just want, you know, actually I do know why it is. It's because I'm out of vices. I gave up everything and now I feel like I'm living safely and I hate it. And I really want to do some risk taking behavior, but I also am a scaredy cat and I want it to be safe enough. I don't want to be racing cars. That's what men like to do. I don't want to be racing cars or fighting people. I just want to listen to nobody smoke a ton of cigarettes and hang out and nobody bothers me. Like that's my dream, you know, just like have a bunch of whiskey and some cigarettes and then fall asleep and let the darkness carry you to the night. And then you wear a cool outfit and everybody's like, that bitch is crazy. I made my own shirt. What's up? Um, 
I am wearing a shirt that says bitch. And the uh, reactions outside were strange. I had one lady walk past me and she was like, I love your shirt, girl. And she was just doing a hand, but I thought it was a high five. So I high fived her smoothly. So now I'm not just the girl who's like, I'm a bitch, but I'm also like so ready for high fives. I'm like, that was for me. I knew you were going to high five me, lady. Yes. Um, And then this gaggle of gals walked by and they were like, I like your shirt. And I was like, thank you. And um, then I went into a bar to poop and the server found out that I was just so I could go to the bathroom. And when I was leaving, he was like, have a good day, bitch. And I was like, he was a gay man. They really liked to, man, sometimes they really, I have a lot of wonderful gay friends, but then sometimes gay men in retail love to pick on me. And I don't know what it is. One time I went to get some stuff. I had this old wallet from like Target that was disintegrating. It was falling apart. And this guy saw my wallet and he goes, girl, that wallet's thirsty. And I was like, haha, yeah, I've had it for like 10 years. But he said it so many times that Jeff felt like he had to defend me. And he was like, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. It's what's on the inside that counts. She got money. And I was like handing him money as we spoke. But it was, it did get to a point where it was disrespectful. It was like, listen, I don't, first of all, we were in Minnesota, where I'm from. It's like we could both be wearing underall with diapers under it right now. Overalls with, the, okay, we could both be wearing overalls and plowing corn right now. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the fashion capital of the world. We are within the Mall of America right now, where you work at a stationery store. I come here to buy pretty pens and beautiful notebooks for when I feel depressed. And I'm also working at the comedy club in the Mall of America, which is called Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. But don't go there yet because I'm not there yet. Yes, it's on the fourth floor. He's laughing. It's Rick Bronson's. Okay. Yeah. He was inside of the mall of America judging my choices. I was there with a partner. You're here working at a fucking notebook store on a Sunday, bitch. So maybe don't talk about my wallet because I know that you're making $11 an hour. You're going to put gas in your Ford Fusion so you can drive back home to shovel your walkway. Why don't you you get bent? You know what I mean? Like, don't talk. That was rude. That was rude. And it was so rude that Jeff felt like he had to defend me. He was like, don't you dare. Oh, yeah. So this is my weirdest gas station experience in Chicago is that I went to get cigarettes from inside of a convenience store. And I asked her for whatever kind of cigarettes. And the lady goes, "Okay, go grab them and come back. And I was like, what do you mean? And she gestures outside. She has and I think it was like a nice car kind of her car is parked right in front of the store. You know, it's residential parking and she and she gestures and I walk outside and she's popped the trunk and she has just cartons and cartons of cigarettes in the trunk. And so she clearly is avoiding the cigarette tax. She's just like, go grab them, bring them back. I'll charge you for them. But we're not going to do this the $13 way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make a mint off of these cigarettes I drove in from Indiana. And I was like. And after I went and scrambled and got him out of the car, I was like, this is the most Chicago experience I've ever had. And I treasure these cigarettes dearly. (laughs) They were good. Okay. Uh, So I guess this is the time when I will talk about my mental health. I am still out of my medication and that has brought a lot of things into my life. So uh, I... um, Let me think about how to say this. I don't know. I spend a lot of time and energy now focusing on my mental health. And it's something that I am 
still, I'm still not used to the idea that I have to spend a lot more time than other people do on it. Like it still doesn't seem like obvious to me, but I feel like a lot of the things, and maybe I do this to myself, but a lot of the things that are easier for other people, I have trouble doing. Like being awake during the day is like very difficult being on time to stuff because I'll stay up and work till four. Like when I used to drive drive Uber, I would stay up and drive people till six in the morning and then go to bed, like whatever. I'll just work until I have money. Um, but getting up and being somewhere at purpose on 8 a.m. for no reason, it's very difficult for me. And like, um, I understand that there's sort of, a there's, you know, supposedly a reason. It's something, the idea of having a job where you are in rush hour is ridiculous to me. Like, why does anybody agree to that as something that is more efficient than any other form of work? So I have trouble doing a lot of the shit that I think we're supposed to do. What do I mean? I guess let's go over this. Like, what do I think I'm supposed to be doing right now? I am 28. Um, I... I think you're supposed to be like, what are adults supposed to do? I think they're supposed to save money. They're supposed to think about owning property at some point, like have a general idea of a plan for when that would make sense. Um, I think they're supposed to think about having children, I guess. I'm pretty against that, but, um, and they're supposed to like have a spouse. I don't know. It's a lot. It seems like a lot. I could skip a few of those. Like if I just got enough sequin jumpsuits, I mean, I'm good for a few years. <laughs> oh, man. So in terms of my mental health, I still haven't um, fully embraced the fact that I have to take care of myself more than I'm used to. And uh, the issue with it is that when I have a nine to five day job, it makes it a lot worse. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but it makes it makes it bad. It just makes it real bad. I feel like I'm in a cage and I don't know what's happening from one moment to the next. I just forget. My whole brain goes blank. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like if I put something down and then I turn around, I'm like, what the fuck was I, where did I put that? And then I look for it for five minutes and then I go, oh, I remember where it is. And I start walking towards it and then I stop and I'm like, oh fuck, where did I put it? I just forgot again. I, I was like, I know I have the knowledge. It'll come to me, but it keeps like, whew, just whoop, sliding out of the back of my head, you know, like a, like a, like putting down a slip and slide, you know, that age old saying, like putting down a slip and slide, just flurb, flurb, flurb all the way down. Blurp, 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 blurp. Yeah. My moods have been kind of erratic because, uh, the issue that I've been having is that not only, so my doctor left his practice, um, and usually he, I would just email him and he would refill, refill my prescription. I've been on it for a long time. Not a big deal, but they, um, police ADD medicine so closely that like, I cannot, um, you know, I, I have a pharmacy that's a Walgreens. And if I call in and I say, Hey, could I actually pick it up from this Walgreens on Halstead? They'll say, no, like that's not legal. I can't pick it up. They can't just put it back and refill it somewhere else because it's like, they're policing it so hard that they're like, somebody could be trying to like, somebody could just be drug seeking. Um, 
and they won't let. So like I kept having appointments and then I kept missing them because I not only am forgetting. So I'm number one, forgetting things. Number two, falling asleep. Number three, I'm more, I'm less able to deal with my moods. And number four, I'm in physical withdrawal from the drug. And it's, I can't tell what is what, but you know, it's like when I go to my therapist, she's like, you have to remember that you're also in literal withdrawal. So and it's crazy because I've had um, multiple friends tell me, like, the same thing. Like, I posted about this the other day, and somebody contacted me immediately and was like, the same thing just happened to me. Like, they're trying to get their meds now. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry because they're, she's like, they told me to go to the ER. And I'm like, oh, well, a friend of mine, they just told her to go to the ER. And then you wait at the ER and you go through the whole thing and you get there and they're like, I can't help you. And you're like, well, I'm bipolar and I need this so I don't go into a manic spiral. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then you have to leave and maintain sanity. And that's basically if you're white, you're, you have parents who can bail you out, you have money, you have a community as well as a family that believes that mental illness is a thing, which is a big fucking deal. Because in a lot of communities, they'll say, you know, just pray on it. They'll say like, you have to get through it. They'll say you're, you know, that's some white people shit sometimes. Uh, and, um, I guess the, the point being like, it's a lot harder for people who are in different communities than I am. And so the fact that I can't even get it, I don't know. They're so crazy. It's like, could you have a plan for these people? It is so difficult for me to get it. Can you imagine anybody with any kind of worse, First of all, if you have any kind of delusions, you're fucked. Second of all, if you don't have people who can recognize that, you're fucked. And third, if you don't have any money, you're fucked. If you don't have any health insurance, you're fucked. And if you have all of those things, you're still fucked. They still won't let you have your medication. So you know what? You really got to stay in front of it. Uh, Otherwise, this happens. And now it's been, I mean, and this is my fault, but also I'm probably a pretty good representative sample. Like how many people are, are going to lose the meds they're on and be like, you know what? I'm excellent at time management, balancing money, and stabilizing my emotions. That's why I come see this psychiatrist every two fucking weeks. No. And I had somebody contact me who said even worse, like the the psychiatrist didn't tell them they were leaving. So then you just come back, your meds are gone, and everybody's like, we don't know what you're talking about. It's nuts. Because some of the shit they won't give you, it doesn't even, like, I don't know who's abusing bipolar medication. And, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe that is a thing you can do, but I don't know. I mean, Ritalin certainly is. And the thing that's crazy about it, um, aside from how difficult it is to get, how much it's policed, and how strange the political climate is surrounding uh, mental health. Uh, the thing in addition to that is that, um, you know, I wasn't on this till like two years ago, right? So it's super weird now to realize some of the things that are habits that I've built up and done for my entire life, realizing that's like stuff that I don't have to do, you know? So like, I'm more likable, I think, when I'm not on the Ritalin because I can do small talk, but I can't pay attention to full conversations. I can fake it, but you know when you have that experience where you are at a party, I think they call it cocktail party syndrome, where you're at a party and you hear your name somewhere else and so then you start listening to, the, to that conversation and you forget everything that's going on in the conversation in front of you because you've selectively tuned into hearing what's happening over there. I do that, but with everyone. So it's like I'm having a conversation with you. It's probably funny, stimulating, interesting, but I'm also listening to what's happening on the right because I know that girl's talking about her ex-boyfriend and it's about to get lit and I'm also listening to the person on the left because I know he's saying some fucked up stuff and I don't want to hear him saying any messed up things near me and I will 
handle it if I need to. You know what I mean? And then there's somebody across the way and and I'm listening to them just because I think they got weed and I would like them to share. And I'm right. And so if you just show up at the right time, you got to have your ears going. But I can't listen to one entire conversation. You know what I mean? So it's like, but... If I'm on the riddle and I can have a conversation with you, but I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, it's like small talk I'm not good at because I'm like, fuck this bitch. You're in my way. I don't need to talk to you. I'm in the train right now. There's no reason to be yelling at people. I am walking around. I just sat in a wet spot. This has been an aggressive day and I need to go home. You know what I do all day? I listen to a podcast about serial killers and I play Scrabble and then I go into this office where I'm caged up like a disgusting, like a flamingo who lost all of its, you know what? I'm like a flamingo who's like gray because it's been eating like smog. You know what I mean? Like they've poisoned me to the extent that my species is dying off and you can't even see the light of my true spirit anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You need to give me money or I will die. (laughs) Okay. I am a flamingo that is gray. And you know what a flamingo that's gray is? That's some fucking bullshit. Nobody likes that dumbass animal. (laughs) You thought I was going to say a crow. (laughs) No, that'd be good. It's a goose. But you know what? Being a goose isn't all that bad. You still got that fat goose ass. (laughs) You know how birds have chubby butts? Oh, my God. Animals with chubby butts are so funny. Okay. Just think about it right now. Chipmunk with chubby butt? Squirrel with chubby butt. Think about a cat with a chubby butt? Oh, my God. Think about a dog with a chubby butt. You know when they walk around and then their haunches move so they waddle, 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 dog. Yeah. (laughs) So people like me better without the riddle (laughs) They have been telling me that. They're like, ooh, I like you this way. Um, You know, because I'm friendly, I'm bored, I'm tickling people. And uh, so they like me this way. But the thing is, I can't, I lose all patience. So like I'm walking around people, I'm, I'm sassing. The guy who sits next to me at work, he told me the other day, because he's out of Ritalin, but he probably just takes it to do his sales job and get amped up like cocaine. You know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of them do that. And uh, so the, um, but I take it and I just calm down and I sit there and I do my job all day. It, 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 the thing is, people will be like, oh, everybody has ADD. And it's like, well, maybe you should, it's not that everybody has ADD. It's that you built the world in a way that doesn't make sense for people. You know what I'm saying? Like literally my job is to sit there and click all day and let people yell at me, which is fine. I mean, like I'm, I can do it, but who, who has the mental, no smart person has the mental capacity to do that all day, every day for years and years and years and not go fucking nuts. Like this is why people murder each other. That's why they have the term going postal. Okay. So let me just wrap up on that segment and let you know, not only do I not have my medication, it is also very difficult for me to get it. I did have kind of a depressive breakdown and go to sleep for 24 hours, whatever, not a big deal. I'd like to be unconscious. It's super hot. Uh, I'd like to just be unconscious until it's time to get up, put on a fancy outfit, do a show, and then like I'll stay up and eat some snacks and then go back to bed and I don't see what's wrong with that. All I want to do is wake up and carve pictures and then go back to bed. This is my dream is to go do kickboxing and then just do shows and then just sleep all the time. That's what I want to do so that then I get kind of buff so that then you can um, be hot enough to have people follow you on the internet or whatever. I don't know. I think the butt helps. And um, Oh, I'm stuck. Okay. All right. So I'm wearing cat ears. I have not messed with my meds for a while, and now they are all off kilter, and it's making me feel weird, and it's at the same time that I'm in a new relationship, and I'm not used to fo- to thinking about somebody else other than me, and it throws me into a panic because, like, I'm bad, I'm bad at dating. I freak out. 
I freak out. I'm horrible. I do the weirdest compulsive behaviors. Like I won't let go. I do, it's just like a fucking Kiki's delivery service holding on to Totoro. That's mixing metaphors, but you understand what I'm saying. He's a snuggly guy. I'll ask it. My sister did ask me a question. She said, is the lack of Ritalin better or worse for stand-up and podcasting? And I'll say... Who fucking knows? I don't know. I'm not paying atten enough attention to be able to tell. Like when I'm on the Ritalin, I think it's the Ritalin. Uh, but part of the reason why I'm on the Ritalin is that so I can have a job. And having a job makes me tired, which makes me sad, which makes me not want to do it because I have sad feelings, not ha 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 happy feelings. Um, that's what my therapist says. I, man, is it better or worse? It's hard to tell because I do feel like it channels my attention in one direction. So I'm able to accomplish more. You know, it's better. It's better for everything because the thing is like um, I have cycles of anxiety so that, you know, there's more than one type of anxiety. You can have physical anxiety. You can have mental anxiety. Uh, so if you are, for example, in withdrawal and your body is doing different things like your heart rate changes or your chest feels constricted, that can give your body a physical cue to say, hey, I'm anxious. And then your mind searches for a reason for it. So it becomes a feedback loop. Your mind thinks about it and says, well, I was kind of uncomfortable about this situation with this, you know, friend, call him Smurg. You're like, I was kind of concerned about this thing with Smurg. And then you th start thinking about Smurg and then you hype yourself up and then that gets your heart going faster. And then you just go in loops, you know? So you just think, oh my God, I'm panicking. And then your body, so, your body gets ready. And then you read that sign from your own body and it says, hey, you're panicking, get ready. And you just freak out in a circle. So that's what the Ritalin helps me with. It helps me break the, um, what do you call those? Um, compulsive rumina ruminations that are full of anxiety. So I'd say it's easier with it because I get stuck in loops of thought that are things like, I hate myself. Everybody hates me, which is not true. I'm very fun. People like me, fine. Like, no, I mean, some people like me a ton. Some people don't like me, but I don't think there's... A I, I've never had a lot of people who are like, I really hate that bitch, you know? It's not... I, I am liked the same amount as a normal as an, any other person you know do you ever see a person in your life and you just you know it's tough for them this is what me and my sister used to this is horrible but some people it's so sad you just see them and you go she struggles and it's like they can't help it they're always like a little bit weird looking and just a little bit too awkward it's like they're almost normal but just a little bit too awkward and just a little bit too boring you know like they're almost there they're nice or oh and then may and sometimes maybe they're not even that nice and it's like you can't be mean if you're also ugly and boring like you have to choose like you could be super super mean if you're beautiful and you fuck everyone people love that shit People love that, but you can't be all of them. It's the same thing as like, I read that in a psychology book one time, there are three traits that people judge you on. And it's like your competence, your likability, and your attractiveness. You only need to have two essentially to keep your job or to stay on the good side of anybody. So it's like, if you are beautiful and charming, you're going to keep your job regardless of your competence. If you're competent and you're beautiful, you're going to keep it. But if you don't have two of those, like if you're just charming but you're not hot and you're not good at what you do, people are going to be like, get this hoe out of here. Like, no, I don't like that guy. He's weird. Why is he squirming around? All right, so I've checked off my first thing, which is getting pills. Very difficult. Do not have them.
Uh, it's been festival season. A lot of stuff has happened. People do a ton of drugs. I'm not that into it, but they really like it because I hear all this stuff about it and it is intense. Like if my stepdad calls it grass, that's not cool, but it's cool to melt to like melt canna- cannabis wax into your body with a blowtorch. Like how is that any cooler? I know. I've. It's horrible. Anything that involves a blowtorch looks horrifying. It looks like you're trying to murder somebody. Okay, why don't they ever make drugs cl- cute? Like why don't they make them? I f- why don't they make drugs for girls? Why do drugs have to be a boy thing? Why don't they make fucking drugs in like a little kitty cat thing i'm just okay maybe not for girls but this is how i would like my drugs to be i want them to make me shit glitter i want them to make me cry rainbows you know what i mean i want them to make tacos appear and i think we can all agree on that bullshit so this is the platform that i'm running for city council with i'm gonna make drugs accessible to everyone They should make it. It is so hard for me to do anything regarding drugs. I'm always like, hello, may I purchase your marijuana? And you can't say that shit. You got to go up and be like, hey, I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't do it. Fucking wax. Blowtorch. That's insane. They use a blowtorch for wax. That's insane. They're like, oh, you remember that shit that comes out of your ears? We made more of that. And it looks pretty much the same. But let's shove it back in there. Like, what the fuck? Why can't you just have smoke it? smoke it it's just not okay um so this is my note that i have immediately after that i have i don't think it's cool to use a blowtorch on my drugs i just recently got into believing in god just because i really need a win (laughs) this is real this is so real oh my god i am a life coach right now because i'm going to break it down for you and i'm going to let you know what's happening okay most of my friends are either like into yoga or some shit or they're like really into atheism most of them are like oh you know a lot of smart people are into atheism and at this point i'm you know i have a lot of friends that are like very smart and insightful and scientific atheists and i thought myself you know what fuck them i'd rather feel good i don't give a shit i don't give a shit I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I get to feel horrible all the time, and I don't like it. At a certain point, I'd really just rather be happy than be right. You know? Like, I don't even care. God is good. God is great. I don't know if you've seen the flyers. God knows. Tom Cruise knows him. He's a great dude. You know what I mean? Tom Cruise is up in the... Keeping... What's her name? Katie Katie Perry. What's her name? Katie Holmes. Who cares? It's a Katie. I mean, I'm for real, though. I, I remember when I was doing really poorly, when I had a lot of depressive episodes and stuff, I'd like pray a little bit and then be like, am I even doing anything? And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Yes, I am. There's a God. He's listening to it. He'll make it rain unicorns. I don't give a shit. Anything could happen. Maybe magic will happen, you know? And then you have a good, you know, sometimes you have a good day and you go, okay. So that's the gospel that I'm preaching. But my... um. I don't like introducing it this way, but I suppose I'm in an interracial relationship and I'm from Minnesota. So I've been around white people all my life. And then being in Chicago, I'm around other types of people. Um, Like there are a lot of types of people. There are people who are Puerto Rican. There are people who are transgender. There are people who are from Ohio. And it's like, I didn't know you existed. That sounds crazy. Keep your meth at home. Get the fuck out of my bathtub. You know what? It is like bathtub gin, though. In a way, it's jazzy to make your drugs that way. Okay, so... Work this uh work 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 when you see me do me dar, dar, dar. oh my god oh, okay I'll tell you in a second oh my gosh this is so exciting okay so here's the deal somebody at work sent me a Bible verse in an email he did it while we were on the phone 
And I found out, okay, so I have this friend at work and I think not enough people listen to this for me to be blowing up anyone's spot. This isn't this is an editorial responsibility though though that I have to deal with even though I'm not a, like a, a narrator of fiction or like a creator of essays or anything. And I mean this is something that people like David Zadaris have to do or whatever where they decide how much they're willing to share about other people's lives. But I do it Era day. I just show up and I'm like, this bitch stood in front of me today. I hate her. Her name's Kate. She stood at 92 West Clifton. Get her, posse, you know? Um, and I don't think you're supposed to do that. But so this guy, he was, I know, it's just like, she's there still. Like, go get her. I don't, I'll tell her. I'll tell her to her face. You're standing in my way. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, this guy from my work. He sent me, (laughs) we were talking on the phone and he was talking about some girl hitting on him and he was telling the story real weird and I didn't understand it because I was like, well, that sounds great. Like, why, what's wrong? Like, why are you telling me the story this way? He was like, yeah, this girl was hitting on me. And it's like, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to make me jealous or are you trying to tell me some story about an uncomfortable thing that happened to you? Because those are the two options. You know what I mean? Like, he's been a little bit flirty with me. So I'm like, either he is hitting on me or he's like conflicted by some other emotion in this situation that has yet to be revealed to me, right? Um, And it turned out this girl was trying to do it. I was like, well, she probably wanted to grab your wiener. And he was like, yeah, that's the issue. And I was like, what? And he, despite having been married twice before and having four children, does not believe in sex before marriage. Does not. 35-year-old person does not believe in sex before marriage in Chicago. I didn't know they were here with us. I didn't know they were eating mashed potatoes next to me at Thanksgiving. I did not know that they existed like this. I had no idea. So this guy, this guy is just out here not fucking? Can you believe that? And I was trying to be polite, but he doesn't swear either because he says the Lord says not to say profanities or whatever the fuck, you know? And so, I know, obligatory. Oh, um, but so he's just out here with four kids stressed out of his mind. His testicles are probably going to fall off. They're bulging with anger semen. And you know what? He's like, how about I just don't fuck? That'll make my life better. No, you need to fuck it out, boyfriend. Get out there. Get into it. Meet some ladies. High five. Kiss on the mouth. Maybe just kiss on the mouth. Do whatever you want to do, but you got to get it out. And he's like, I just narrowly escaped. And I I didn't know what to say. So I was just like, oh, did you pray for it? And he thought about it. And he was like, yeah. And I said, well, I guess it worked. And he went, oh, I guess it did. So I talked him into God, too. Uh, But anyway, he sent me an email that said about how we're not supposed to have sex before marriage, I guess. And I was like, why did you send me this? And he was like, well, so, you know, I was like, no, I didn't not believe you. Like, I believe everything you're saying. I'm just telling you, you need to go fuck. (laughs) Here's the most amazing thing that happened to me this week. Nicki Minaj has a new album. And one of the songs, she said what I have been saying this whole time. And I can't believe nobody has said it before now. I cannot believe that it took this long. I am furious. But now that it's here, I feel good. And I feel like we're all going to sit on some faces and suffocate some dudes. You know what I mean? Like dead, like the mafia, like eat spaghetti, kill yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yep, that's what I just said. So here's the situation. She's in a rap. She is in a rap. So I'd say she's rapping uh, because she's within it and she is speaking vocally. So it is a rap. Sometimes they make her sing and it goes, ah, ah. 
that, like that. And it's like, why did they make her do this Katy Perry ass bullshit? This woman got butt implants just so she can stand in front of a bunch of straight men and be like, hey, I'm going to be marketable. But actually, all my raps are about my pussy. And I'm so mad I have a lot of knives. Now I do a lot of Xanax. And guess what else? I'm probably super gay. I saw a conspiracy video about it once and I believed it so hard. And now I'm like, Nicki Minaj is gay. She's my queen. And I'm not even gay. I, I would be a good gay. Sometimes, uh, I don't know. I'm not a lesbian. Oh, I haven't even talked about that before. We should do that later. My mom told everybody I was a lesbian for like seven years. and But she didn't tell me. So she was like telling my aunt and uncle and my cousins. And they were like, well, she'll, you know, I'm like 15 so she or 12 or whatever. And they're like, well, she'll figure it out. We'll love her. You know, like they're not worried about it. And then everybody else turned out to be gay. I'm the only d- dick honker. And you know what? It's just, I... <laughs> My mom still, like, is confused about it. She still... And then my sister came out and my mom was like... Essentially, for seven years, my mom was like, Lainey's gay. I'm pretty sure Lainey's going to be gay. Oh, Lainey's gay. And then I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, are you sure? You've been gay this whole time. And I was like, I've been telling you for, like, years that I'm not gay. And then my sister was like, hey, I'm gay. And my mom was like, shut up. No, you're not. (laughs) She didn't say shut up, but she was like, no, you like men. And my sister was like, what? No. Which is fair. Oh, yeah. This is what Nicki Minaj did. And this is what she did for the world. And I'm going to... There's a word I'm not allowed to say. So I'm going to replace it with a word that starts with a B. But it is a word that starts with the letter after M. Um, M like maybe. And then the letter after that, that's what it starts with. So I'm not even going to say that it's that word. It's like... I'm not even saying he who must not be named. I'm saying, you know that dark ass wizard? Ah! Okay. Anyway, no, that sounded worse. Okay, nobody tell. Uh, oh my God, it sounded so much worse. I love magicians and mages. I like knights. I love uh, wizards. I love wizards. You know, I love wizards. You know what? No, I don't because I think they're rapey. I talked about that before. <sighs> okay. This is what Nicki Minaj said. DJ Khaled is canceled and we ain't speaking. Ain't no fat bitch telling me what he ain't eating. And it's like, first of all, bitch, yes. How long did this take? Why is everybody just asking, acting like this was okay? And now, okay, listen, do you remember, Aaron, specifically you? Do you remember uh, the incident that this is about? You're nodding your head. Yes, this is big with the young people. They know. They all love to laugh about it. This is how you can tell the difference between a man and a person. Okay? There's a bunch of men who are exactly, and I know that you know what I'm going to say. There's a, yes, DJ Khaled was talking in one of his songs about how he, or I don't know, all over, maybe just in interviews about how he doesn't eat his wife's pussy and hold the fuck on, hold the fuck on, hold on. I just hit the mic because I'm very passionate. And I have heard people even recently, men just like laughing about it, like, what a fun trick. And I'm like, oh my God, I understand where murder comes from. Why does he think that's a funny thing? Every single rap song where I hear somebody talk about this, a lot of them, you know what? That's part of why, that's one of the reasons why I like Lil Wayne, because some rappers are bragging about how much pussy they eat. The ones that brag about never eating at all. It's like, what are you, a little bitch? Like, what's your problem? How is this cool? You never come up to me and say, hey, look at how many guns I don't got. Look at how much money I left at home. Like, you don't say that shit. Don't tell me what you're not doing. Tell me what you are doing. Also, if you're not if you're not up in a pussy, then tell me what you are doing. Maybe you're like financing after school programs. That's just as cool. But don't give me a negative. That doesn't make any sense. Like, hey, I forgot my coffee at the store. And guess what else? I forgot to let my dog out. 
out. And also, my mom never saw me play basketball because she was always at work. Like, that's sad shit. Don't tell me what you haven't done. I don't eat any pussy. Well, maybe you just didn't figure out how the fuck to do it. And so people have been angry at you for about a decade. You feel like you're winning now, but you know she's out there using your money to find other men to eat her pussy. I was so mad. But she was so, and then she said it, and I was like, thank you. This has happened every time because it'll come up, and men will be like, <laughs> funny. And I'll be like, that's so funny. I would, I would like to murder him. And that is the thing. I'm sure he has a hot-ass wife. Does he have a super hot wife? I bet he has a hot wife. He does not have a hot wife. Okay, Aaron widened his eyes and shook his head, but that means it's for love, which is even worse. You love her and you're not going to get up in it? Are you kidding me? This isn't just like a model? Like, what? How is she? Mm-mm. Well, you know what? She's with that clown anyway. So who who comes home and is like, I'm so happy to be home, honey. DJ Khaled. You know, like nobody likes that. Okay. God, that's the thing. I hear it in rap songs sometimes. They'll be like, I know that's but Lil Wayne. He's always like, I made the pussy so wet. It's like the ozone layer is thinning and all the ice caps are melting. You know, it's always something clever, but it's about how much pussy he eats. And it's like, thank you. You're a small man with a big appetite for friendliness, you know, and that's beautiful. And this is, I'll tell you, that's the number two reason why I like Lil Wayne. This is the number one reason. Number one reason why I like Lil Wayne. One time I saw him on what I believe was MTV Cribs. If not, it was a similar show. He was showing this lady through the house. She's obviously three feet taller than him because he's tiny, but he's got a ton of money, so people are slobbing on his knob left and right. You know what I'm saying. What's up? I clapped to imitate a high five. So here's the deal. He walks past his couch. He's smoking, obviously. He's Lil Wayne. What else is he going to do? Have scissor, smoke a little bit, go into the studio, count his money. He doesn't give a shit. He has accountants for that. He has DJ Khaled hold his money for him. He doesn't bring a bag. He has a man hold it like a like a, like a a cat. Okay, I was going to say slave, but that don't say that. Okay. Um, but this is what he did. Okay, he's on this MTV Cribs. He walks in, walks past his end table. It's holding his three gra- Grammys. He's smoking a cigarette. He just ashes into one of the Grammys. <laughs> you know the part where the like horn comes out from the recorder? He just ashes directly into his Grammy. And I was like, this man is my future! Like, absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Okay, coming up this month, you can see me at the Laugh Factory Chicago, where dreams come true and where people meet Laney. That's what happens there. That's their whole catchphrase for all of them across the nation, where people meet Laney. It's the only thing that they have going for them. They're a great place if I'm there. Uh, those are the days you should go. Join my mailing list if you want to get free tickets. Uh, support me on Patreon. But most of all, you know what? I just forgot the name of it, but it's literally just my name. It's Laney, and that's me. <laughs> 